What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, April 29th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Rogue One at Gary Witta. Hello! How are you? I'm okay, Gary. How are you? Um, um, if you're not, if you're an audio listener, Gary is doing this from inside his Animal Crossing talk show, where it is Gary's here's, avatar. Here's the, here's the talk show. Here's the talk show set that we're... Uh, and let me just zoom back into my guy here. Here we go. Let's get that right. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Nice and zoomed, nice and tight. I see what what you're up to. Got to get that sweet angle, that sweet, sweet angle. So, Gary. Yeah, what's up? people haven't been paying attention to the Twitter, the YouTube, the Twitch, you know, of course, at Gary Wood across all these platforms and stuff, Entertainment Weekly. (laughs) Rolling up, dude. We're blowing up. This Animal Crossing talk show. Explain to people what's been going on since you were last here. So on Saturday afternoon, um, I can't remember exactly how we was bored. I was kind of goofing around and I was trying to get the basement of my Animal Crossing house, you know, the way I like it. And I've worked sure. for a long time on like a little video arcade down there, kind of a rumpus room, whatever, yeah, yeah. pinball and kind of fun stuff like that. And um, I don't, I honestly don't know where the idea came from, but secretly, Grady, you'll appreciate this because you are, I mean, you are already are this. I've always wanted to be a talk show host. Oh yeah, of course. Who doesn't? Just talk. I was going to feel like it was an interesting job to have because you basically, like, you, you know, we have cool, right? You know this. We have cool sure. friends. Like, it's a great job to have because you get to meet and talk to fascinating people all the time, right? It's uh-huh. really interesting. By the way, Greg, I just started listening to the one that you did this week with Nick, where you, where he was interrogating you, and I thought it was yeah. really interesting. Nick's and really listen good. to the rest of that later. But I always like the idea of being a late night talk show host. Always kind of fascinated me. Like my sure. like my favorite sitcom of all time is the Larry Sanders show. Oh, great one, Gary! And Chandler. my favorite Seinfeld episode of all time. I don't know if you ever saw this one. Did you ever see the episode uh, where Kramer, Kramer found the Merv Griffin show, right? and he yeah, built yeah. rebuilt the Merv Griffin show in his basement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've I've done that. I've built a late night talk show host in my basement. Yeah, and um, uh, it's a tribute to Animal Crossing that I had the idea on the Saturday, and by and by Saturday evening, we had this set up. Uh, we found all the props, all the wardrobe, all the set dressing, the lights, now, the I cameras. Have, I do have a question not to turn this into an interview of you all of a sudden. But yeah. You say you had all, you've got all the props. Did you ha- start hitting people up and getting them to send you stuff, or did you already have all of this? Well, I, I had about half of it already, kind of okay. cannibalized what I already had and what Leah already had. And then Leah also put uh, put some uh, some flares, sent some flares out for people to help. Okay. And okay. they started sending us stuff. Um, and we were able to put this – the, the, the set is still a working progress. Oh, of course. Um, but we were able to, um, get this, get this going. We have a band area, you know, we have the desk, the couch, the cameras, the lights, and, you know, we keep, uh, we just added like a keyboard to the band area today. So it, it keeps, it keeps growing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we did our first show Saturday night, uh, a, t- a pilot with, um, uh, sorry, our first show Sunday, I want to say Sunday morning. Yeah. We did our first show Sunday yeah, morning, that right. uh, with Naomi Kyle as our first guest and she was great. Uh, we did another show, um, Monday with my wife Leah and her friend Tani as guests again still just kind of like you know uh to beta shows. Yeah. and then we had a show um god I've forgotten all the shows that we've done so far those are those are the ones that we've done so far we and got a tonight, big one coming up tonight right tonight is the big show we're going to yeah. be on the twitch front page um we're going live twitch.tv slash Gary Witter uh-huh. at 7 p.m pacific uh and we're going to have a packed show we've got three guests Mary Kish from twitch will be of on course. the show uh, comedian Mike Drucker, page. your friend and mine, a coward, will be on the show, uh-huh. and um, a live musical performance from Raquel Lilly, who's an incredibly talented singer songwriter, and she's going to be performing live. Look at you! And so this it's going to be off the hook. 
And like you said, we've been in Entertainment Weekly, Game Informer, Polygon. I got, I've got literally, I've literally got like, I've got like real agents calling me going, how do I, how do I get my celebrity client on your show? It's ridiculous. Are you going to, so, and we'll get to the news here in a second, but this is the biggest news obviously of a lifetime. Are you going to pick one date or are you trying to do multiple shows a week? Where we're going to try to settle down is, um, because I also have this other show, as you know, every morning, Animal Crossing Mornings. Animal Crossing Mornings, Twitch.tv. And, uh, but we're going to change that up a lot. I'm still going to do Animal Crossing Mornings, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays at 9 a.m. Okay. Uh, but Mondays and Fridays will become animal talking 9 a.m. Gotcha. We're going to do morning gotcha. shows. I like and that then lot. Wednesday night, 7 p.m., animal talking after dark. Ooh. It's gonna, and check That's this out. That's a spicy one. Check this out. Hold yeah, on. I don't know if I can do the lighting here. No, I actually can't mess with the lighting right now, but sure, we have okay. we have mood lighting for our wow. evening show, and that's wow, going to be sick as well. Look at this. Gary Witta coming out of the blocks, over-delivering for you guys. Twitch.tv slash Gary Witta on demand at YouTube.com slash Gary Witta. Does that check out? Uh, yes, YouTube.com slash Gary Witta. And if you can't cool. catch the show live, um, the, it'll, the, the, the full show will be posted on YouTube the very next day. Perfect. Beautiful. Um, and I just got an email from YouTube this morning congratulating me on uh, a thousand subscribers because people are actually watching my bullshit YouTube channel. My, I'm clicking, my YouTube I'm channel clicking over right now to make sure we're subbed with the two accounts. We are not. So kind of funny subbing right Get now. Get in there and sub. YouTube.slums. Uh, YouTube. Slums. <laughs> what is that? YouTube.com slash Gary Witter. Uh, you can watch all my terrible old PUBG videos, which is all I ever used that, used sure. that channel for. But Animal Crossing mornings and Animal Talking will be archived there every day going forward. Beautiful. And I'm very excited about the about the potential for this. In well, the I'm future. proud of you, Gary. I'm very. This is the I'm future of late night talk shows, Greg. And is you're going to come on the show as a guest, right? 100. percent Yeah. I need yeah, you yeah. to commit to that right now. Sure. No, I need I'm. You to make a public me. commitment that you cannot back out the on. The problem was you asked me to be on this week, and it was the thing I didn't have enough runway to get there because I already had my week schedule. No, but of course. We're, uh, we're, we're going to do it. Send, send me some times, and we'll make it work. Okay, I want, I want, I know you mentioned this, but I want to get it out there too. In true late night talk show way, I want you to get Nick Scarpino on to come do comedy. Will he, will he come on to do some live stand? Nick will do anything. He's dying. He's, he's desperate <laughs> for anything right now. You know, he hasn't done comedy in forever. Like, he'll do it. Sure. Now, I'm here's sorry. my question, Gary. We're going to move into the real show. Do you want to come back to real life with me? Uh, yeah, hold on. I'm just going to do a little clap. I'm happy about That's Nick fine. coming on the show. Also, somebody in the chat pointed out, why do you have hair? Why does your character still have hair? Because animal, the, the whole reason why I play Animal Crossing is because mm -hmm. it's a world better than this one. Gotcha. And, and, gotcha. and I'm, not, I don't, I'm not myself in the, in the show, in the world of the show. I am yeah. I'm someone, someone, I'm the person that I want to be. That gotcha. isn't that what, ultimately, Greg, isn't that what video games are all about? Live 100%. the life you want to lead. That's true. You know, um, by, by day, you could be a menial office worker, but by night, you're a hulking barbarian or, or a magical Ooh. wizard. Great point. That's, that's, that's what video games are all about, Greg. Now, Gary, speaking of hulking barbarians, let's talk about Assassin's Creed and the reveal, the reveal of the next setting that's happening right now. Reggie having a podcast and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames with your questions, comments, concerns, your squad up requests, and so much more. Remember, on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can kick us a few bucks and get the show ad-free you can get it with the daily post show and of course you can just have a good time support us get a bunch of other stuff over there the blessed way show if you go to patreon kind of funny you get the greg way show we're about to record all these different things Greg, um, yeah i don't know about you but i kind of want to do the whole show like this but i won't if you want me to turn the camera on i will turn the camera um, back on i say come show. back to me this time come back to you me, me to come back here's, to you this here's the deal here's what i'll yeah. do i'll do what i've learned uh as i watch you raise your daughter right i'll get yeah. I'll, I'll i'll we'll compromise come back to me as the camera right now then next week 
I use my avatar. You use use avatar. Kind of funny games daily next Wednesday, all in Animal Crossing. Yeah, well, I mean, you can you can literally come on the set. Perfect. Even better. That's the we'll that's make it work. More brilliant idea. Brilliant okay. idea. All right, cool. All right. Okay. Um, uh, give me a second here. Let me get my. No, you do whatever you need to. I'm going to run through all the rigmarole. Uh, remember, Patreon. Camera's coming back on. But if you have no bucks, uh, there we go. Show for so free me, at YouTube.com/slash/kindoffunnygames. Uh, you can also get on podcast services around the globe. You can get on roosterteeth.com. No matter where you get the show, thank you for your support. We love and appreciate every one of you. Please subscribe, like, and share uh, if you can only support us in some free fashion. Uh, housekeeping for you. Thank you for the people who go above and beyond our Patreon producers. I want to thank Mohammed Mohammed, a.k.a. Momo. Al Tribesman, the predator who freaking killed it yesterday. To be dragged onto twitch.tv slash games and play predator against us. He was awesome and amazing. And then, of course, Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Old Spice, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Five items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. That was really good one, Kevin. You, you, you're tired, you were saying earlier, Kevin? You're worn out? The new puppy's oh, running yeah, you ragged? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to take him out for walks all the time. Yeah. That's not true. I just do it in the morning. You but it's like right 7 in the morning, you know? That's not yeah, no, life I'm used to. And then, yeah, Gary, how much sleep do you get? You got a kid. She, she's getting I, don't, I mean, I've never slept well my whole life. I, I, it's just been my, my problem. I, if, if you said to me, like, you could change one thing about your life, I would say, I wish I could sleep like a baby. Gotcha. I wish I could sleep really, really well. Okay. Um, why is, are you, is my camera reading to you as bad? Because some people, people, some yeah, people are saying that, that camera's no good. Discord, it's everything else. We don't worry about it. It's how it is. Okay. It'll snap back eventually. Oh, yeah. It looks bad. In, it looks brilliant to me. It's just Pandemic. bad in Discord. Okay. Remember, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you wanted a garbage truck on fire. No, you're fucking kidding. <laughs> Number one on the Roper Report. The new Assassin's Creed setting is being revealed right now. I'm reading from Joe Screbbles, a made-up name at IGN.com. The setting for the next Assassin's Creed game, rumored to be set in the Viking era, will be revealed in a stream today. Ubisoft has kicked off a stream hosted by digital artist Boss Logic, who will create, quote, a unique art piece that will reveal the setting. We'll be updating the post as the, days go, as the day goes on, noting anything we learn. So I am, again, refreshing IGN right now to continue to read from Joe's amazing updates. And again, shout out to Joe Scrabbles, a made-up pen name. Everybody uses it. I think it might still be Goldfarb. But he has been doing uh, some bang-up uh, updates here and keeping us actually posted on what's going on. So update number one at 6 a.m. Pacific time. The image is now clearly in two halves, showing a frozen-looking shore on the left and a more vibrant countryside on the right. This could signify the Vikings, the Vikings raiding journeys from Scandinavia to warmer countries in the south. The first major addition to the image is a large stone castle, which would seem to lend some credence to the idea of an Assassin's Creed game set in the Middle Ages, although stone castles first emerged in Europe towards the very end of the Viking Age, around 1000 CE. Update number two, it's 7.50 uh, Pacific time. Uh, the left side of the image now features a couple of boats that look very much like Viking longships, while the right side features a battle between two differently armored sides. A Viking game feels more likely, more than likely, more and more likely. Update 9 a.m. The latest major change, changes have involved turning that once proud castle into a ruin and adding a lot of detail in the background battlers. The cloaked com combatants seem to be armored like the Anglo-Saxon or I'm sorry, Anglo-Saxon warriors who repeatedly defended against Viking invasions in Britain. Uh, then the next Assassin's Creed is widely rumored to center around Vikings, so we could potentially see a Middle Age setting. Yet, yeah, da, 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 da. Uh, that last update was 9 a.m. And you, we can click over to the Twitch here for Ubisoft. I don't want you to do it, ladies and gentlemen. You stick by us, and we can see what that is still going. Yeah, uh, Kevin, can you toss it up? Twitch.tv/slash Assassin's Creed while Gary and I talk about uh, it. Yeah, you just can... give me a second. It's uh, 
I gotta fix this. Is this is this is this all still happening live as we're this talking? Is still there? happening live. Okay. Yeah. This is like super breaking news. Still at it, right? So yeah, as you see now it is still split in half. We have the raiders on the one side fighting the dudes around the ruins. The other side, yeah, uh, the boats coming in, and then in the middle. They're still flushing out what the different thing in the middle of here, but it looks like I oh and I see it. I see it. I think it's yeah, gonna be this guy with like a sword like this. So what it looks like is big uh, coat on around him or whatever, like that. Gary. Yes. Let's start with the apparent that it's going to be Assassin's Creed Vikings of some kind. What does that do for you? We've known that for a while, right? I mean, at least that's been the rumor for a while. Every rumor actually was looks like it's towards, that, that's not the surprise today. We're like, no. Oh yeah, okay. So we knew it was Vikings. Does that, I mean, are you, how do you feel about Vikings? Does it, does that excite you? Do you like Vikings? Are, I mean, I wrote a whole novel that was, that was set during this period. And it was, it was about the Viking invasions of England. So it's an area of history that I know a little bit about. And I think yeah. it's fascinating. What uh, novel is that? I don't again? know about uh, Abomination. It was all, oh, it, was all set Where can I get ninth, that? it was all set in ninth century England during the Viking invasions. Uh, Where could you the get that? Of Alfred the Great. What's that? Where could you get it? I'm giving you a chance to pimp your book. Where do oh, you, you can go to inkshares.com and uh, search for Abomination and you can buy it right there. Or you can go to my pinned tweet. You can get the ebook for 99 cents. Look at that, Ed Buck. What a good man you are. Um, so then having a history in it, do you think it's going to be a good setting for Assassin's Creed? I think it's I think it's a terrific setting for Assassin's Creed. You know, the, one of the one of the problems that the Assassin's Creed franchise has with each new iteration is, you know, how many, I mean, obviously there's tons of history to choose from. Sure. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot, they've already done a lot of the really fascinating ones, you know, ancient Greece, ancient Egypt, um, you American know, Revolution. Uh, Victorian or American Revolution, you yeah. know, ancient Jerusalem, you know, the kind of the, the they've done the dark ages, they've done all of that. Sure. Um, but actually, well, th this, this actually I think is their first game that would really be set like in the true dark ages, uh, which is really interesting. I may be historically wrong about that, but I think I'm right. Um, and it's, it is a fascinating period of history and I think it's, it's rife with, uh, potential. Again, I don't know how much they've shown, but they're not, this they're not going to have That's a problem. The thing, they've shown nothing. Oh, no. It's all been rumored nothing. to be Vikings. Now this is the reveal of the art and the setting and everything else. They're kind of teasing this, this, this reveal out very, very gradually. Yeah. By, oh, yeah. by the end of this, are they going to have shown anything of substance? Do you think? I think at the end when they have this art, that'll be the key art that I'm, and I imagine too that like there's, you know, they say it's live with Boss Logic. I imagine it's not that this is he, the live. He recorded this live, and now when, as soon as this is done, they're going to push it everywhere and say, "Hey, here it is, Assassin's Creed Ragnarok," and right. have the actual key art and the logo and everything for you to run off of and play off of and stuff. Do you like think that. Ragnarok is a, is the title for it? I fucking hope so because that'd be awesome. That I mean, was the Thor original kinda, rumor, kinda but kinda I think that, that might have been the code though. code name. What was that? Thor kind of did that already. Sure, of course, but hey, why not? Ragnarok is bigger than Thor. You know what I mean? Like, I think it definitely put it on the map, but I also think that now that it's on the map as being attached to Vikings, that you could use it here and make it fucking sing. Uh, right. I'm so incredibly stoked. I know that, of course, your wife has terrible taste in men, but great taste in games, and she was she has, obsessed yeah. with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You hit the nail like on the head, Greg. Um, a, so I, I, here's my confession. I've never played an Assassin's Creed game. I feel like I have, because my wife's played probably something like 500 hours of Assassin's Odyssey. Creed Odyssey. She also played the hell out of Origins. She prefers yeah. prefers Odyssey. Hell yeah, she's um, Cassandra, come on. She played all the, she bought all the DLC packs. She, I mean, mm -hmm. she fucking rang every last juice, bit of juice out of that game. Um, and I watched her play a lot of it and it's great. It, you know, and so it's kind of, I, it kind of led me to kind of get the bug. And I think this new one, I, I, I might jump in myself. That's my thing is, uh, falling so hard for odyssey i'm excited to see what they do with this viking era who they give us as a character what kind of storylines we're getting what kind of quests what have they learned from that to apply to this and so i'm incredibly excited for it uh you know 
to sit here and be like, am I excited for the Viking era? Yeah, I think it's, you know, there's a lot of that coming off of, and I know it's not one-to-one, but a lot of that coming off of like God of War, uh, seeing how um, For Honor did stuff like this, that kind of combat. Of course, Vikings giving them the ability to have the ship-to-ship combat as usual, have them actually go out and explore and be a a period I don't know much about. I'm incredibly excited for that. I think that'll be really cool. And again, no matter what they do, if it's more in line with what happened with Odyssey, and and I know also Origins to to some extent, I can't fucking wait. I'm totally stoked. So I'm really excited to see them wrap this up today. And then hopefully when it's done, my hope would be that when this is done, they then give us a trailer on top of it rather than just this. Or at least here's the key art and you can expect a big blowout trailer reveal in the coming weeks or give us a date or whatever. But I I mean, I I, I obviously know that we all would prefer more rather than less like we'd love to see gameplay like right now today but what do you what do you think ubisoft's strategy really is to like be really kind of opaque today and the promise of more do you think they'll actually give us something i think that they have to give us something when this is done i think they have to say even if they don't give us the title of assassin's creed ragnarok they're like here it is the assassin's creed thing is set in the viking time and you can learn all about it on this day during a live stream on twitch.tv slash assassin's creed like something there needs to be an action item at the end of this not just hey there's the art and it's done congratulations right but right. it is weird the way they're revealing it of course nanobiologist writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to start that discussion hi greg and gary Assassin's Creed had a very interesting reveal today with Boss Logic live photoshopping the teaser image while also announcing the next Assassin's Creed setting. This was such a nice relaxing way to start the day and I absolutely loved it. Plus it got me even more hyped for the game than a basic reveal trailer. So this got me thinking. Excluding leaks, what have been the wildest, most interesting ways games have been revealed that you would remember? Do you think more games should adapt and embrace this quarantine slash more people at home by giving people content while also having a game reveal goal? I'm looking at you montreal thanks the nanobiologist that's the thing about this that i think is batshit crazy i woke up this morning i opened twitter when i was brushing my teeth and it's jason schreier and yousef uh making a big deal about uh, like oh hey this is happening and i thought they were announced when i first look at it all blurry at i'm like oh this is happening next week this is happening next tomorrow oh it's happening now out of the blue no lead up at all no runway no teases just hey in an hour we're starting this thing to reveal the next assassin's creed it's like what the fuck like that's right. so outrageous that's kind of cool. It's, it's kind of like when like Beyonce just drops an album like out of totally. nowhere, right? Like that is kind of cool when that happens. And we talk like about, that. you know, the um uh, uh, the double-edged sword that is hype, right? Where it is if you come out and you announce, you know, like PlayStation, hey, we're going to have a Mark Cerny presentation tomorrow. No matter what you say and how you try to frame it, expectations start going. Hey, uh, we're Google Stadia and we're going to do a, a Stadia Connect tomorrow in the coming days. Expectations start going. And then when you don't deliver on them, and granted, once expectations start building, can you ever deliver on them? People are upset. People feel like this wasn't worth the time. People are upset. I think the doing this, pulling it out all of a sudden, hey, this thing you didn't expect, anything can happen in 2020. Anything can happen with, you know, Assassin's Creed or our run up to this thing. I think it's a great way of like, wait, what's going on and getting people excited for it. I think it's, I thought it was a weird reveal. I thought it was definitely different. It's, it's definitely different and it's definitely out of left field. And it's this idea, right, of, it's right now 30,000, 29,000 people are watching. And like when I t- checked in earlier, uh, when I was building all this stuff, what, 35,000 people were watching. So people are into this in the same way Nano's talking, like people are into it. And if you're not, guess what? You go off and live your life and forget about it. And then you're going to check IGN eventually today and it's going to have the image up and all the information. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm I, 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 it's an assumption, but it seems right. This is probably going to be a cross generational title, right? We'll see this yeah. for PlayStation 4, 
but also for the uh, for PlayStation Five. This is, I mean, right? I mean, yeah. Or do you think that this is not going to be a PlayStation? I always 5 fuck this up. I'm googling it, right? Because there was that idea. Here we go. Yeah, Tech Raptor. Uh, I'm looking on October 31st, 2019. Five AAA Ubisoft games next year will be cross gen. Right. Um, there, I have to accept their things. According to industry expert Daniel Ahmad, five Ubisoft AAA games next year will also be cross gen. This means games will launch on PlayStation Four and Xbox One, but also PlayStation Five and Xbox Scarlet. Ahmad said five AAA games planned for 2021 fiscal year, which runs from April 2020 to March 2021, will launch on both current-gen and next-gen consoles. These games include Watch Dogs Legion, Rainbow Six Quarantine, and Gods and Monsters. Two more unannounced games will also be cross-gen. Ubisoft hasn't announced a new Assassin's Creed game for 2020, but we think it's a safe bet that one of the two will be Assassin's Creed. So yeah, that oh, I mean, has, has to be. Done. I mean, it's the number one franchise. Of course, yeah. How can it not be? Play the division because they're cowards, but yeah, yeah, they're totally. <laughs> um yeah i'm i'm i think this is so indicative of where we're at right now and i i would love to know the backstory to this and i hope ubisoft tells it because they've been very forthcoming in terms of uh owning what they're doing and why they're doing it because i would love to know was this always the plan to do this teaser reveal was it that they were obviously building to their e3 press conference which you know they should, could be still doing the e3 showcase and so they weren't going to do stuff uh you know did this come along because they couldn't do that so they wanted to do something at home and have boss logic hired to do this and he was already making it so how, there's so many questions i have about why this is happening the way it's happened and i think it is so different and so i want to say bizarre but that's a bit too far but it is so different that i feel it's jarring in terms of how we would normally do this that's always been part of the ubisoft brand though isn't it like their their um uh, big presentation at e3 has always been a little bit off the wall right that's just their style yeah oh man i'm excited so i mean so presumably we'll see it like this has got to be a holiday release like we'll see it this fall or this holiday season right that's that it's got to be i mean it would either be fall or it would be uh spring i would say um what's the new watchdogs legion to date i can never remember watchdogs legion because that i think gets in the way too right uh god it's always why can't they just tell me right there no, don't say that, Gary. Eh. You know, it's never easy, Gary. There it is. No. They moved the date and fucked everything up for me. Just 2020 is what this says. I can't keep up anymore on where the, what the fucking data watchdogs legion is. Nanobiologist, tell me you're wrong because you have it easier and I can't stop the show to try to find this one thing. Um, I think it's cool. I think it's weird. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I wish I wish now I could just time travel ahead and see what the fucking graphic is and see. <laughs> and know the name of the game and see the fucking trailer but i hope they don't make us wait gary that's the big thing is i hope that if they do finish it today they say here's the uh title and what we're doing that there's a release there's a trailer that either ends the stream or there's a trailer that they t say is coming in a little bit right yeah. right i hope so we, we we're, all, we're all hungry for it like i said this this will be the first assassin's creed game that i'm that i'm actually going to play i'm excited for it okay uh another game you're excited for gary is streets of rage 4 in the oh room. yeah embargo is up let's do a review roundup right now Ooh, please tell me it's good greg give me some good news metacritic at 9 14 a.m had it at an 82 that's uh, good yeah it is the six access gave it a nine uh aaron study said streets of rage 4 is a must for any beat-em-up fans especially those with fond memories of the original trilogy uh the fighting is great the visuals are great and the soundtrack is great lizard cube and guard crush have managed to capture the essence of those classic games and upgrade it for the modern age uh, game informer gave it a seven joe jubba said streets of rage 4's simple approach to combat and content is enjoyable sh in short bursts but it doesn't have the hooks to keep you coming back 
This beat-em-up feels like an homage to the 90s, but it also is stuck in that era. And then IGN gave it a 7 as well. Uh, Dale Driver said, Streets of Rage 4 delivers uh, the greatest hits of the classic series and is at its best when it's played with at least one friend. If the primary focus was delivering a traditional Streets of Rage experience with a modern coat of paint, it absolutely succeeds. But while it layers on a few new and interesting mechanics, it's still a very conservative update to a quarter-century-old format that feels like a slave to the past. I don't know about you, Gary. Uh, I, I'm not saying that I need it. I, I'm not looking for a huge upgrade in terms of what Streets of Rage is. I'm looking to play Streets of Rage again, which I haven't done in a long time. And right. so... Yesterday, I started Streets of Rage 4. I only finished the first stage. I did it in the morning before we did the Predator hunting ground things, before we did uh, a kind of funny podcast. And I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was super fun. And I thought it was super accessible. So I'm excited to get back to another stage and play through. You know, I'm, I'm going right now as Blaze. I'll come back as Axel. I, I loved Streets of Rage and Streets of Rage 2 back in the day on Genesis. I'm stoked to play more of this. I have a lot of thoughts on this one. Uh, I am a Streets of Rage fan. I'll get, I'll, I'll get, it's not even a negative comment, but I'll get like my, my own, the only thing that's a, a bummer for me about this whole thing, I'll get that out of the way first, is like, I kind of wish this was all happening, but with Final Fight, because that's the one I have out uh, of the two yeah. big beat em ups that were, those yeah, were kind of yeah. the big, those were kind of like the blur and oasis of the, of the, uh, of the 90s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, or late 80s, I would say, with these games. Uh, or maybe, you know, it was early it was 90s, early, right? It was early 90s. Um, yeah. I was playing on my job. Uh, I, I was always more of a final fight guy. Um, and, and maybe if the streets of rage, my kind of man, only ever played as Hagar. That guy is a badass. Um, I like streets of rage as well, but uh, final fight was my preference. But I, again, I did like streets of rage. So I'm excited about this. Um, what do you think of the art style? I, I'm kind of in two minds about it. I love it. I, 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 like I had a style. Yeah, I hadn't paid super close attention to it and getting into it yesterday and playing through it. I think it's colorful. It's bright. You know, you have special moves now or whatever where you're like, you know, uh, for Blaze, she kind of like goes into this trance and then just takes everybody out. Like, I thought it popped really well. I thought it was really right. colorful. I thought it was really cool. I didn't right. have my, you know, my problem a lot of time was with beat-em-ups is uh, trying to line up your character. And like even Scott Pilgrim, you know, back on PS3 that everybody loved. I had trouble like lining up the level so i was actually hitting i wasn't having that problem last night i you know the bosses i thought were engaging there was cool rhythms to them like i, I really like what they've done so far and i'm excited i understand uh you know and granted i've done one stage so i'm no expert but you know here joe at game informers like it doesn't have the hooks to keep you coming back i'm excited this morning it's my psn game for 104 uh psn games ranked on ps i love you next week i'm excited when we're done with this i'm doing greg away then i'm gonna get to play a little bit before the afternoon podcasts uh I'm excited to do that, but if I had anything else come through, I think I could easily put this aside. But there's nothing wrong with that of, in terms of a game that I want to chip away at or have fun with or do whatever. I haven't even tried co-op with it. What's the price point? It's a great question, Mr. Winner. Let's check for you. Because you know I'm a penny pincher, Greg. I know you are. If it's not Animal Crossing, you ain't spending money on it, you know? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm guessing 20 I'm clicking through to Steam, and Steam is selling it for loading, 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 asking me to sign in. Do I want to add it to my <laughs> wish list? How the fuck do you use Steam? Oh, my God. What are you doing? Oh, it's on I'm Steam? On, I'm on the fucking page for Steam. It's like, That's you where I would fucking get it. I'm going to go on Steam right now while I'm talking to you. Fucking well, Streets, you of, Ra you Streets of Rage 4. Here we go. It's um, Oh, it doesn't drop until April 30th. That's tomorrow. Uh, so it'll lock it. 24 on the Nintendo Okay, so it's $5 under. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but that's um, good. Nanobiologist says Streets of Rage 4 is available on Game Pass at release, though, which I didn't know. Oh, it's on Game Pass? That even might be a better. So, so, so I, I will get it for free, essentially. No, I have somebody else. Um, I have two questions for you. Yeah. 
uh, the one of them, one of them, I'm assuming is it a is gimme, but you just never know in this day and age. Yeah. Online play? Can you and I play together online? I believe so. Yeah, because when right. I started it yesterday, I was like, "Do you want to just join a random match?" Yeah. Okay. Great. And then I, 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 I know I go on about it all the time, but like, don't the dream? I want to keep the dream alive. Cross play? Any chance no, of that at all? No, God there. damn it! Not Why do not? We know we know it, we can do it. Warzone does it. A lot of people what? do it, all right? But yeah, crossplay, come on. Now. Why isn't everybody doing now. it? It's hard. Uh, so what do you play money? <laughs> or it's on? PS4, of course, come on. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, maybe we I have to buy the PS4 I got to say, you know, for 20, you know, the, the criticism of like, this isn't a game you're going to be coming back to forever and ever. For 20 bucks, does it need to be Street? And, and Streets of Rage was always the kind of game that like, you know, you play through, you beat it. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of move on to the next thing. Maybe you come back to it every now and again, but like, it's not, I remember, it's not I remember distinctly playing it for beating, like 200 hours. I remember distinctly beating Streets of Rage 2 with Michael Boylan in my basement. And I remember that being like such an epic fucking moment that like, no, I, I, I didn't. I, I'm not. I'm personally not worried about the investment. And granted, of course, I'm, I got a review code. But like, no, I'm not worried about like coming back to Streets of Rage 4 over and over again. Streets of Rage 4 is meant to be an action movie, right? That you go in, you power through, you kick the shit out of everybody. And you right. and, and, then, and, and then, 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 then the next thing. Play a different around. character, right? That's what yeah. I want you to do. Go through yeah. again, see it again. And I think there's a challenge mode and stuff in it too from the main menu. I didn't uh, fuck around with it. but Well, yeah. I'll play it with you. Okay. I can do that, Gary Wooda. We can do that, Gary Wooda. Uh, number three, Gary. Would you like to play Fortnite with me? Because Party Royale appears to be coming to Fortnite. This is Stephen T. Wright at GameSpot. If all the violence and strife on Fortnite's Battle Royale Island has got you feeling anxious, the game might soon have a new mood, mood mode to soothe your woes. According to prolific Fortnite data miner Lucas7Yoshi, there's evidence to suggest that the massively successful game will soon have a Party Royale mode uh, where... Players will be free to explore the island and engage in non-combat activities such as skydiving. Uh, Lucas Seven Yoshi tweeted, "New playlist, Party Royale. Uh, welcome to the party. Leave your weapons and mats behind and hang out with friends, play games, perfect your skydive, and more. The party's just getting started. Started. Uh, the leaker also uncovered a map that might serve as the setting for the new mode. According to a follow-up tweet, Lucas Seven Yoshi believes that the mode will start being tested this Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. As with all leaks, it's best to take this information with a grain of salt. But his track record does suggest that there's something to this. Gary, does that surprise you?" Nothing surprises me anymore, Greg. Especially not in the world of Fortnite. I mean, look what they did with that ridiculous rock con that Concert? I yeah. didn't know who that guy was. What's his name again? <laughs> Gary, I listen to the guy. I have no fucking idea. Two old, two old men who are out of touch and have no idea what's going on. Travis Scott. Travis yeah, well, Scott. And to tell you how distance I am, when I when I read that on Twitter, I was like, the the drummer from Blink 182? And I was like, wait, that's not his name. That's Travis Barker. I don't know who this man is. And so that's the thing. We, you know, Blink One Eighty Two. Like, you yeah, know, we, we know the, we know, the, we know the old-fashioned musical acts. Sure, we know the classics. Yeah, but like, what's happening in the music world right now? I, I honestly haven't got a clue. No fucking idea. Um, like TikTok's big. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> right now, a lot of music off TikTok is a big deal. I know that. Uh, so yeah, I don't know what's going on on TikTok, flip flop, whatever the whatever the yeah, fuck these know, things are. These days. I'm, 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 I'm very out of touch, Greg, as you know. Um, but I, gotta, I gotta hand it to Fortnite. They're doing some. I, I'm not. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not a fan of the game. I'm. That's not to say I don't. That's not to say I dislike it in any way. It's just not my cup of tea. Um, but what I, I have to give them 
give them credit. What they are doing, not just in the battle royale space, because that's that what 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 Epic have done, and I give them a credit for this, is they're they're thinking beyond that. They're, th- they're they're clearly are thinking beyond how do we dominate the battle royale. You know, PUBG created the battle royale market essentially. Sure. Now Warzone's out there, Apex Legends out there, Fortnite's obviously out there. But Fortnite and the Epic developers are are approaching this on another level. It's like, how do we create a space, a world, a people, a a place for people to come and hang out where we can stage epic events and musical events? It's just, it's just incredible. Not unlike animal talking, Greg. You know, I'm I'm taking it to the next level. You are, Um, and uh, and 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 the Epic developers are. uh, I mean, this whole Rust Fest thing that they that they did with these giant, you know, kind of holographic, you know, rappers walking around. It's it's incredible. My hat, my hat's off to them. Well, I think that's what's so interesting about it is you bring up Animal Crossing, and I think that right now we are seeing so many different uses of Animal Crossing, where obviously you're doing the talk show. Uh, you know, last week we did uh, the Grimecraft musical performance on his island. Yeah, that was great. I, I wish, by the way, Greg, I wish I could have got in. If you, you if, me up, man, we could have gotten you. I was, I, I tried to get there and said the island's full. It was like, it was like, a, it was like the cool, a cool nightclub. It was, but my friends are in there. Sorry, you can't <laughs> sorry, come yeah, in. You're not on the list. But what it, I need what I needed you to do was come out and talk to the bouncer and say he's okay. He's, he's with, with us. Me. Come on, let him on. Yeah, yeah, give him yeah. the wristband. Give him the wristband. Yeah. Let's get him yeah. in here. Never happened. No, sorry. I didn't know you were out there. I couldn't hear you over the music. You know what I mean? My phone, there's no service <laughs> in the VIP room. I couldn't get through, you know. Next uh, time, next time I'll get a wristband from you ahead of time. hundred percent. Well, you should right. do, we should do a, a, a after party for one of your shows. You know what I mean? Well, and well, Grimecraft said he wants to come on Animal Talk. Oh, perfect. So, yeah, you know, yeah. he's all over the place right now. Dude, that's a okay. show right there. You get him, you get Nick, you get me. That's a show. You got that's, a show. That's a show. Right we got music, we got comedy, yeah. and whatever it is me. that you do. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what I do. Yeah. Uh, but what I find interesting about this, if you'll stick with me, is that, yeah, Animal Crossing is being used in all these different ways that I don't think necessarily we all expected when we were excited for it and to get our island and to build it out. Uh, it reminds me of when Fortnite really turned that corner and that people were reporting on the fact that their kids were coming home and playing Fortnite, but they didn't give a shit about the game, right? They were just hanging out. They were catching up. They were just talking. It was after school activity where it wasn't about winning as much as it was about hanging out. And I know Joey, when Joey was obsessed with Fortnite before Animal Crossing finally showed up and took over her life, uh, right. she was doing the same thing. And that was a way to connect with people. So I think it's really interesting now to see Fortnite come full circle, see how their audience is using it and now develop a space that, hey, yeah, it is party royale. Just jump in here and screw around and whatever. It's it's it's, it's remarkable. And I've seen I've seen this written about. And, um, you know, I, I go to my kid's school and my kid's in second grade, but the, 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 the school goes up to fifth grade. So, like, you know, the fifth grade, if you're a fifth grader, like you, you, you probably are into Fortnite. Oh, yeah. And when you listen to the way that kids talk about it, they don't think about it as just a game. They think about it as a place where they go. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's it's transcended the concept of a game and it's become a space, a, 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 a place where cool kids can hang out, where their parents are not and where they can do cool shit. And that's amazing. I think it's I think it's tremendous. Uh, I want to drop this in here because I'm probably going to use it in the headline. Uh, we have an update here. Nanobiologist has one here that the next Assassin's Creed game is going to be titled Valhalla. Uh, he's linking me over to GamingRoot.com uh, where they don't put the byline at the top of the page, nor does it look like they put it at the bottom of the page. Where someone from Gaming Root writes, uh, the next Assassin's Creed game will be titled Valhalla. Ubisoft is preparing the reveal of the upcoming Assassin's Creed, but we have already found out the name of the next Assassin's Creed game. Ubisoft registered a domain called Assassin's Creed Valhalla.com today. And this is marked for uh, actually yesterday, April 28th. Yeah, April 28th, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Register on April 28th, 2020. Uh, Gandhi.net is Ubisoft. They registered Assassin's Creed Odyssey's name with Gandhi.net too. Ubisoft is currently revealing the setting and will most likely be in Norway because of North of the Apple. So it's back and back in there. So it looks like it might be Valhalla in there for the Viking title. Okay. That's also, a good title. 
Nano, answer my question. and makes me feel like I'm not crazy. Watch Dogs Legion does not have a release date yet. It's scheduled to release in the fiscal year of 2021, so by April 2021. So then I would say, yes, Gary, you're correct. Assassin's Creed Valhalla would be this holiday, and then you'd put Watch Dogs Legion out in the spring. I am Oh, that makes sense to me. I also think it's a good title. Uh, you know, it's as, it's as good a title as Ragnarok, but it doesn't yeah. have the baggage of people already associating that title with the Thor. 100% Gary, you yeah. nail on the head on that one. Uh, number four on the Roper Report, Reggie has started a podcast. This is Gene, Gene Park at Launcher. Uh, when Reggie fils retired after 15 years at Nintendo, he remained committed to the games industry as a fan and a cheerleader. The beloved former president of Nintendo America won hearts with his shoulder-wide stance and aggressive, meme-rich press conferences, and now aims to bring that appeal and skill to other areas of the gaming landscape. Since stepping away from Nintendo, he's been visiting his child he's been visiting his childhood Bronx neighborhood to mentor students, and last week he just started his new role on the board at GameStop. Now, he's also raising money for the nonprofit New York Video Game Critics Circle, which offers scholarships, courses, internships, and mentorship programs to underserved New York City students. Reggie recently joined as a board member and mentor. The primary method of soliciting donations will be via a podcast. Reggie will join longtime New York games journalist Harold Goldberg in a seven-episode series talking games with Reggie and Harold which will feature interns being helped by the program, as well as high-profile executives and developers in the video game industry. Their first guest will be journalist-turned-master of ceremony Jeff Keighley, who founded the Game Awards. Goldberg is a freelancer who has previously written for the Washington Post. Uh, of course, Launcher is the Washington Post sub-brand for gaming content. Uh, money raised via GoFundMe will be used to provide games and game consoles to youths and homeless shelter. I'm sorry, youths in homeless shelters. The games, Reggie said, will provide uh, some escape and positive experiences, especially since some shelters lack internet access. The podcast will be free, but donors will get exclusive content access will get exclusive content, access to a private auction with hard-to-find items like an issue of Nintendo Power signed by Miyamoto, as well as the chance to personally ask Reggie a question. thought that was really cool, Gary. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I, 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 I don't know Reggie particularly well. I only, I've only met him a couple of times, but he's obviously a lovely guy. Um, let me ask you this, Greg. You know him better than I do. Um, why do you think it is that Reggie is so beloved in this business? Because he, re- I mean, he really is. I mean, people love him. Yeah. Uh, for the record, I don't know him better than you have. I've, I only, I've only ever met Reggie once and it oh, was, I've only, yeah, I think, I think maybe the same here super early in my IGN days at some Nintendo event we went to. I think we played super Mario galaxy two there. Um, why so beloved though, is that I think he leaned into it, right? Like he had a personality. Nintendo's directs allowed him to be a personality and be funny in them and do the watch tapping and be a Muppet. And then when right. the memes got made about him, he embraced that, right? Like he embraced right. my body is ready and all that jazz. Like he didn't shy away from, from them or at, like, he was in on the joke with us. It wasn't yeah. that he was, we were making fun of him. We were having fun with him, which is a big difference, I think. Yeah, so, he's just a likable guy. And he didn't, he never totally. came across as like a, like a stuffed suit. Kind yeah, of 100%. Guy. He never seemed like a business executive, but just a guy that was into games who also happened to run a games company. And I think um, that, you know, Nintendo's uh, legacy of being a toy company and being light and effervescent and doing weird things worked for that, where it was right. like you couldn't have a stuffed suit up there. You had to be somebody who could roll the punches and have fun and goof around and not be afraid to be the butt of the joke and not be afraid to look foolish. You're out there having fun. You're out there playing with the Wii, whatever. Yeah, and, that, and, and of course, that fits perfectly with the Nintendo brand, which has always been kind of more whimsical and fun than the other big, you know, serious companies. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not really a podcast listener, but I'll give it a listen. I think it's great that Reggie is giving back. I, I think yeah. he's having a tremendous second act 
right that, now. And that's you know? my biggest thing about it. Like you say, you know, you'll listen. I listen to, and for full disclosure, I went uh, when I read this in uh, Washington Post today. I went over and actually uh, donated money to the GoFundMe because I think it is a great thing, and I think it is awesome to see. Reggie actually doing that. So many people, when they leave the executive position of any video game company, either just fade into obscurity, go into some new role, you never hear from again. They don't use their power that they still have in any particular way that's helping or moving the industry forward. So to see him continue to do this, right? And like, you know, even to go to the GameStop thing, where GameStop's a company that has a lot of problems, and yeah. him go there and hopefully be on the board to say, hey, this is how you should fix this. This is what you should do. Right. This is how you should take care of your thousands of employees. Um, I like yeah, I mean, that. Games, GameStop definitely, you know, if, any, if anything has been proven over the last couple of months is that GameStop desperately needs a Reggie. Yeah. And so even for this, of this, I've, I've never heard of the New York Video Game Critics Circle. And it's awesome that this sounds like a really fucking awesome program. And it sounds like it's a great way to help people out. And yes, they should get video games into homeless shelters to help out youth who are, you know, struggling at the moment and could use some help. He's my number one target as a, for a guest on Animal Talking. Let me tell you something now right you now. You say that, but I also saw you tweeting Mark Hamill. You were, well, you were let me, well, yeah, yeah but let, let, me, let me just clarify for you, Greg. Like a lot of people, like I've not done this, but a lot of people like without asking me or, you know, I guess they can do what they want, but like they've been tweeting at Brie Larson. They've been tweeting yeah. at Chrissy Teigen, who are probably yeah. the, I would say Chrissy Teigen and Brie Larson are probably the two most famous people who play, who, who are known right. to play Animal Crossing because yeah, yeah. they tweet about it. Of course, they would both be very welcome on the show. But I would, I would, I would take Reggie over both of them, and that's how serious I am about about wanting wow. Reggie on the show. There you go, Reggie. You heard it here first, Gary. Yeah, I'm excited for when you get Reggie on the show, but that is still so far away. If is I it though, Greg? Thing, is it? What's well, not? You today. don't it's not, know. It's not right now. It's not right now. It's not it's your not next right show now. either. You got Mary Kish. No okay. Uh, <laughs> if I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the Mom and Graf shops, where would I go? Uh, the official list of up and up and coming. No, wait. The the official list. <laughs> oh. Back to one, Greg. Back to one. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily. The official list of upcoming software on each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, Active Neurons on PlayStation 4, the PlayStation Vita, it lives, and the Xbox One. Gun Crazy on Xbox One. Dread Nautical on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Shred 2 on Xbox One, Starcross on Xbox One and Switch, Crawlers and Brawlers on Xbox One, Pay Me in Colors, PC and Mac, Kuyo on PC, Shank and Bake on PC and Mac, Gotcha on PC, Repostle on PC, Are You a Wizard, PC and Mac, and then Epic Games Store did something different today. Beginning today and ending on May 21st, uh, my dad's birthday, no big deal, uh, we will periodically require two-factor authentication prior to claiming free games on the Epic Games Store. We are making this change in an effort to encourage our players to take steps to strengthen their Epic Games account. thought that was cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you gotta lead a horse to water sometimes, and it's like, no, this is actually really helpful, and you should do this to prevent bigger problems in the end. Right. I know it'll be a, a hurdle for people to jump over, but good. Greg, I noticed, there was, I noticed there was a PS Vita release in there. Oh yeah, there um, was. What do you think? Obviously, you can't possibly say, but like maybe, maybe when? Let me let's ask when. Like when do you think the moment will come? Like because some game in the near future is going to have the weird distinction of being the last game ever to be released on the Vita. Will it? Will it? Like when's what? PlayStation going to cut off digital submissions? That's the big question. Because Rattleika is going to keep on fucking pumping them out. God bless him. Easy trophies. I love you. Yeah. That thing, I mean, at what, what, at what point is it, is it no longer economically theory. viable to even do that? I guess, well, it's not even, is it, I, I, I don't, 
I mean, I'm speaking out of turn, I guess, but I, I don't know how hard it is to port a game over. If you're already making a PlayStation version, right, of a small indie, how hard is it to get it to run the PlayStation 4 and then also put it on the Vita? Obviously, right. there's hurdles. Obviously, there's things. But if your game's already a Foxy Lane 3 or whatever, where it is a simple side scroller or whatever, I think you can still do it. I hear you. Vita will never die. Are you going to pull one out on the day that, the, the day that that happens, though? It'll never happen, so I don't have to worry about it. Vito You're living in denial, Greg. No, no, I'm not. Uh, new dates for you. Drift 21 is coming to, coming on Steam Early Access. We'll launch on the Steam Early Access program uh, May 7th. Uh, Dungeon Defenders Awakened uh, comes out, leaves Steam Early Access uh, Thursday, May 28th, 2020. And then Time Lie uh, is coming out on PC uh, May 21st on Steam. Then Pixel Pistol Whip is coming to PlayStation VR Summer. Usually I don't give games that just have a broad release date. Uh, any kind of uh, uh, thing, but I, I pixel, Pistol Whip, a, a great VR game. Excited to see it on PlayStation VR, as always. Support. The I'm still looking at Steam over here, Greg, and I'm trying to figure out why it is if the game drops in 14 hours, why I can't pre-order it or pre-purchase it. All I can do is add it to a wish list. What's going on? What are you on? looking for, Steam? Which one? Uh, sorry, Streets of Rage 4. Why do you care? It's on PlayStation 4. You're playing on PlayStation 4 with me. Yeah, but I mean, okay. But if, I, but if it's free on Game Pass, I might... I have to decide whether or not I'm willing to pay to play it with you. Or get it for free and no, play I'll get you. Like I'll get your review code. You can. Oh, play it beautiful. Yeah. Okay, well, great. Okay. Here's the question for you, yeah. Gary. What, yeah, I'm listening. That we, we could. What are you doing right after this show? Um, I'm probably going to go upstairs and spend some time with my wife and child. But overrated. What, what, I have to you record. You got a better Gregway. offer? I got, I have to record Gregway, which is the show where I do the I answer Patreon questions. Sometimes I play games while I do it. If I get you a Streets of Rage four code, do you want to do Gregway in Streets of Rage four? Where we just chat. I, I read a question, and then we we play Streets of Rage. We ask answer it. You know what I mean? What would be what would be the time slot for this exactly? <sighs> Sometime after this, eleven thirty, noon. All right. Maybe. Um, I have a I have a I would have a hard out at twelve because I got to do uh, Mike Drucker's uh, pre interview. Oh, um, I hate him. <laughs> do you have a little feud? So, Greg, no, um, no, we love people have been people. Here's here. I give. I, I'll tell you some content that people want. They want. For animal talking, they want to create a Jimmy Kimmel, Matt Damon style feud oh, sure. between you and me. Oh, no, because we're, I, 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 we're too, I'm too supportive. We're too supportive. No, you're too nice. Other. Yeah, we love each other. I mean, I don't think anybody would buy into it. Yeah, I mean, they would, and they'd be like, you know, chuckles. They, or would, know, they would know that it's fake. Exactly. No, it's not what it's about. It's about you and me being bros, broing down out here. Send me, send, me, send me a code, and I'll see if I can squeeze. I'm definitely going upstairs to see my. Um, to see my family after this, but so uh, send me a code and maybe maybe we can maybe we can do both. Ten minutes is what you're promising me. That's all you. I mean, look, my time. What if my, we my, did it at one o'clock? Uh, no, easier? I can't do one. I can't do one o'clock either. Can we do? Could you do two o'clock? No, I got to take the dog to the vet, and then I got uh, kind oh. of funny games cast at three thirty. Welcome everybody. Right, listen, listen. I'll, I would. I would. Schedule. <laughs> We don't. We'd have to do something. I'll, I'll, talk, I'll talk to you offline after the show. We'll All right, fine. we'll figure it out. For you. Right, uh, deals okay. of the day for you. Uh, PlayStation Plus games for May have been revealed. The City Skylines and Farming Simulator 19, and then Xbox games with gold have been revealed. Xbox rights on Xbox One handle extreme and challenging courses around the world in V Rally 4 and combat demons of the chaos gods in the action RPG Warhammer 40,000 Inquisitor Martyr. On the Xbox 360 and Xbox One via backwards compatibility, you'll score a goal with classic. With the classic sensible world of soccer and its minion madness in the delightfully despotic Overlord 2. A lot of games I don't know anything about there. Um, time for Reader Mail. Of course, Reader Mail is brought to you by Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You go there. You can get the show ad free. Speaking of ads, though, you get uh, Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Old Spice. 
This episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is sponsored by Old Space, Old Spice Pomade, Old Spice Putty, <laughs> and Old Spice Styling Gel. Because great hair always wins. Your hair says a lot about you. And with Old Spice Pomade, you can make sure it says the right thing. Now, the ad here says wants me to talk about Tim and this and all that jazz. I don't need to. I actually use this stuff. This is what I use in my hair. I got the little red tub in my bathroom on the thing. And I am a man of principle, and I am a dedicated man. I like the Old Spice Pomade so much that it's the only one I buy. As soon as it runs out, I order it on Amazon again. That's what it is. And I, you can, if I'm lying, I'm dying. Ever since I got the haircut on uh, the Kind of Funny podcast, people every day talk about how great my hair is in the comments. You know what I mean? You I, I, I got to say, I think I mentioned it before. Your hair is very on point these days. Because I'm using the, and I'm not, this is not a part of the ad. I'm not even looking at it, right? I'm telling you that I use the Old Spice stuff. And when Andy was like, use it like this and then put it in and bring it up and then let your hair naturally fall. That's how I've been getting this swoop that I like so much. And I'm, I'm wearing headphones it. right now and I still got the swoop. Come on. I mean, I, you know, as you know, I, I I gave, I just nuked the site from orbit. Like, I'm, yeah, this is no, no longer an issue. Don't be me. a quitter like Gary. Be aware if I, if I could have hair like yours i would you know, you. in fact i'm gonna i'm gonna amend my previous answer i said if i could change anything about my life two things i wish i could sleep well and i wish i had hair like yours and i have it all thanks to old spice pomade again i'm very excited because this is my first time reading this ad this week and i didn't realize it was for this and it's something i use and love again thank you old spice pomade uh, for sponsoring this video try old spice pomade old spice putty or old spice styling gel let us know the hold that works best for you old spice hair pomade great hair always wins gary I, that's i mean I, it's kind of cool that you got like a major brand like old spice sponsoring you now that's cool hey man we're making moves over here you know what i mean i can't we even got, get chicken got... and a biscuit to sponsor my channel and believe me i've tried but are you hitting up uh, hitting up on twitter like if you hit them on twitter like that that social media person's never going to be able to reach out and get it over there the person that needs uh, well i mean what, how, how do i do it how do i reach out to the chicken and a biscuit people you gotta ask that social media person to actually get put you in touch with ad sales all right i'm gonna you know work I mean? on it Okay. Because then, have you gotten any free chickens and biscuits? I got some free butterfingers. That's as good as it's gotten. Don't even um, get me started on this. That's blessings obsessed, and he keeps working into every show, and they paid us nothing. <laughs> Hashtag game better with they paid you in butterfingers. Uh, Gary, yeah. If you get the chicken and the biscuit people to send you something, send one. Send one my way. Throw my Do you, are you also there. a chicken and a biscuit fan, Kevin? Oh, are it's you my, kidding? It's, it's so I can't good. eat them right now because I'm on my ketogenic diet. Yeah, but sure. let me tell you something. That is my crack. Yeah. Chicken and a biscuit. It's, it's, it's my a scary favorite situation. cracker. When I when you get a box and you're just like, ah, uh, I'll just have a handful, and then the box no, is empty. Well, and you're, you're like, kidding mm, yourself, I hate myself. You're, you're kidding yourself, Kevin. That that box is going to be done. You go. You're eating that whole box. I digress. Actually, you know, you reminded me of something too, Gary. That I'm sure you're wrong was going to keep us uh, honest with in a second, but you haven't given us a weight update today. You said you wanted it every games daily. We forgot. Oh, yeah. hold it. So I've kind of plateaued a little bit, holding steady at around 218 pounds again, down Woo! from fit down from uh, 252. So you know, and, and I'm you know targeting 200. So I'm about two thirds of the way where I want to be. Um, okay. You know, after initial weight loss on any kind of diet, you know, you tend to kind of level off a little sure. bit. So it's, sure, it's still sure, dropping, sure. but like you know, at a much at a much um you know uh slower rate but we'll get there i i'm, I'm still oh, yeah. on the diet it's, I, I i'm feeling great on it good uh jacob porter wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can it says greg you often talk about stadia and that it's weird you still have to use a cord when playing on pc and your phone and such as if you haven't tried it since launch as for the as if you uh, as for the cord i don't understand this argument when i pay when i play pc games with a controller i always have to use a cord I feel you all should, kind of funny. You should give it an honest shot again now that it's way past launch and way more stable. I also remember saying you didn't want to play Darksiders on your phone, but played Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 on your Switch, which had a screen about the same size as most phones and would like you to explain the difference. 
Well, Jacob, first off, Jacob's going to come up again because Jacob is uh, your squad up. He wants people to squad up with him on Stadia. And I want to thank you, Jacob, for writing in with a pertinent question on the heels of yesterday's Google Stadia live reaction and being respectful, even though you clearly don't agree with me. Um, number one, uh, you talk about, you know, having my argument that, wait, do I still have to use my phone with a cord attached to the controller for Stadia and how you don't understand that? And you, re you reference, of course, PC games. Of course, you know, I don't give a flying fuck about PC games. Get out of here with that weak ass argument. Um, <laughs> but more importantly, with the Xbox uh, thing, I, every time I turn on this Lenovo, it tells me I can do that with PC. But I don't even argue with PC. Let's not even keep, keep I don't want to open myself up to a counter argument that I don't understand. Uh, my One of the big ways I play Animal Crossing, especially right now, is that one of my Joy-Cons started getting, or actually one of Jen's Joy-Cons started getting drift. So I gave her my Joy-Cons. And since we've been in lockdown, I only play my Switch with the controller and the screen. And what I do, of course, is I take the Switch screen, I put it here with its little kickstand up, and I'll lean back and play with my controller back here. No cord. That's the kind of experience I expect and want out of Stadia slash xCloud slash all of them, right? By the way, I can already do that on xCloud, right? My, it is operating wirelessly, talking to my phone when I use it xCloud that way. I think that that's a key element to the Stadia, uh, what they promised and where they want it to be, right? Is that I should be able to do that and have them re running that exact same way. Uh, you bring up this, uh feel like kind of funny should give it on a shot again. Now that's way past launch and more stable. For the record, and you can watch that Stadia uh, video yesterday, right? And even though Kevin brought it up, my argument has never been about the tech working. The tech works, uh, yeah, it's depending on Wi-Fi. When I first played it, to your point, I was having hit or miss or frame drops. When I played it here on the TV, wired in, Destiny didn't look as great as it should, but it was working. My argument has never been that. Mine is the ease of use and the practicality of it in certain eases of use. The controller and the cord being one of them. The fact that I am an Apple person and that it still doesn't work on my iPhone, which I know is also tied up with the App Store itself, not necessarily on Google Stadia. Um, that's what I'm talking about in terms of it. And then for your point here of talking about Darksiders on your phone, but you played Marvel Ultimate Alliance on your Switch, which has about the same screen. My Switch screen is larger than my iPhone screen. Sure, not by, I'm not talking about a, you know, fucking 80 inch TV versus a 20 inch TV, but it is bigger. Not to mention that, uh, Ultimate Alliance was designed with the Switch in mind, meaning that you can easily read everything there. Turn on Darksiders and play it on a phone. Like, there's a lot of text on the screen. And again, I'm start talking about starting Darksiders on the phone, is how I was trying to play it at the office when it launched. Not uh, start it on the, the PC, play for 10 hours, then move to the phone and obviously know what it all says. I was talking very specifically about starting it that way and playing it that way. That's where the difference is for me to Ultimate Alliance and Darksiders. Uh, I am, I, I think, you know, and, and I, I, with, I think it's a sign of the times in terms of Stadia's current uh, outlook and uh, fan base is that, Jacob, you're the only person who wrote in about Stadia and on the heels of that. And I looked through the YouTube comments and it seemed like most people were right there with us. I'm not a Stadia hater. I, I want Stadia to succeed. I just think it's missing these things that I, are basic issues that are causing it to have trouble where I can't use it on the tablet I want or can't get it where I want or, or you know, I use it with the uh, controller setup I want. Um, and I know you're also not accusing me of being like out to hate it or out to try to kill it for any reason. Uh, right. I just think that some of the arguments here, while we don't agree on, I think they are different use cases than what we're talking about. Gary, where are you at with Stadia these days? Did you even watch the Kinect yesterday? No, I, I've given up for the time being. If I, if I, you know, if I start to hear about some radical changes in terms of the library, the functionality seems to be solid enough. Again, they 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 got that. It sounds like there's certain things like fighting games and stuff they're still struggling with, but for the most part, it seems like it works pretty well. The problem is the library is just not good enough. Yeah, you know, for, you and know, that's the other. 
for uh, you know for Jacob here, where he's like giving you know give it another honest shot. Again, it's not the it's not the stability that drove me away from not giving Stadium more tries. It's just the fact that what do I want to play in Stadium? Like what is on Stadium? Granted, they announced some stuff yesterday and put some stuff out uh, that are like exclusives that other the other moving game, but still, it's not enough for me to drive and uh, be like I got to get this thing charged up and get on and start playing with it. Right. Um. One more question here because it's kind of news related. I'm listening. Uh, Amiad writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and Amiad spells his name phonetically because he knows I'm a big idiot. Thank you so much. EA announced Battlefront 2's uh, next DLC drop will be its last. The game's come a long way since its rocky loot box ridden start and is now well regarded. Do you think it's possible we could see a Battlefront 3 before EA's Star Wars license runs out in 2023? Also, what do you think will happen with Star Wars games in the future. Will EA get another shot? Gary, you're Mr. Star Wars. You wrote Rogue One. You've been slipping off that fucking shit forever. Um, Co-wrote. Yeah, okay, whatever. Co-wrote, fine. But you're always telling me, every time we go out to eat, you're just like, I did all the work. These other guys <laughs> I mean, the exact words. You're, you're, you're mouth to God's ear. Um, and you're wearing an EA shirt. What do you think? Uh, is going to happen with the Star Wars license once this all expires. First of all, let me, uh, lest you think I'm some kind of EA shell, I'm going to show you something here. See that there? This is this, this is what this hoodie's from. You can't see it. It's too small. Triple beatdown. Triple. Triple played baseball 98. This is from my days on PC game. I've had this shirt from since 1997, shirt. and it yeah. has served me well. Um so, uh, yeah, this is actually back from my PC Gamer days. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with the Star Wars license. I said, I've been saying for a while that I, that I, I think it would be a mistake f- uh, for the EA license to be renewed because I don't think yeah. they've handled it well. I still don't. I think Jedi Fallen Order was, was the exception rather than the rule. It mm-hmm. does sound, again, I don't play it, but it does sound like Battlefront 2, they did eventually get there. I've heard, they did, I've yeah. Heard, I've heard a lot of people say that it's like, you know, they, they you know, through all the updates and improvements and changes and, uh, and DLC and stuff, that they got to a point where it's actually a solid game now. Had it, had it launched as that game. And you never, and these days, like, we can't, apparently can't expect games to launch as finished products anymore. Um, but, you know, Battlefront obviously had a lot, a lot of issues. The loot box controversy, I mean, they're, ne- they're never, ever going to live that down. Um, you know, so I feel like that, I feel like that, I feel like the, the second half of EA's 10 year license is better than the first, but, and, and, and there, I think there's still interesting stuff to come. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, the, the story of EA's uh, uh, star Wars license has been a very mixed bag. Yeah. Of course you remember a friend of the show from upload VR and a, a bunch of other, obviously freelancing stuff. Uh, David re-reviewed uh, battlefront two for uh, IGN gave it an 8.8 on that re-review. Um, I think there's definitely a chance at another battlefront. Uh, it's, it, the problem here as i start talking is that i'm not the world's biggest star wars fan and not i haven't kept up with battlefront one and two so i don't know how right. many more how many more worlds are there to go fight in that you haven't already fought in i think that would be the bigger stopping point to it rather than the deal my thoughts on it is that some of it might be wishful thinking is that the ea and or disney won't renew the ea exclusivity but it won't rip away the ips they've worked on so i i mean like uh, fallen order 2 you're gonna get or whatever they call it you know star wars jedi colon whatever they call it you're gonna get another right. one of those from right. that was a huge that, hit no it wasn't just a great game it was a huge hit, hit. Yeah. critical and uh commercially so they're not gonna pull the rug out from underneath respawn on that as they work on that and so in the same way here i think you take all the learnings of star wars battlefront and battlefront 2 
you want that team dice right still working on something whatever it is whatever battler for star wars it's going to be like i think that's still there i would love to see and i do it's always that thing of you never know what's going on the other side but i do think that all the lumps uh ea and and disney have taken from this agreement i think would be enough to break the contract and give it that way and i think the fact of you know i always go back to uh you know disney bringing on john drake granted not working on the star wars games right he touches everything that's not star wars and marvel right but i think them bringing him on and like making that team start moving in that way i think proves that disney is looking at video games and understanding video games and bringing in people who understand video games to the point that even if that if i didn't fuck up john's role and kind of funny.com slash you're wrong or in the chat um even if that he's not touching that stuff now it's showing they're thinking about that stuff and when they get to a point of a contract renegotiation is that when you're like all right cool let's not do it this way let's do it in a more not pr friendly way but in a way that actually could benefit us in a different way gary it's time to squat up. This is where one of you writes in to pay. I really thought you were frozen for a second. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, mean I, I was. I, Greg, I was just in real life. I just had okay. a bit of a brain That happens. Freeze. That happens. It happens, uh, especially at my age. Just you wait, Greg. Wait till you get to my age. It's not fun. Wait till no. you start going to the doctor and you say, oh, you know, this is happening. My back hurts or whatever. And the doctor just says to you, yeah, that's yeah. going to happen now. Nothing we can do Nothing anymore. Nothing we can do about that's it. That's your life now. Yep. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we ask you to squad up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash games. Give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, Jacob Porter needs help on Stadia. Jacob's uh, Stadia name is Too Tall Porter, all one word. Had a great time playing PUBG with my fellow Stadia and KF facebook group buddy aaron last night and would love to play more games with the others as well i just finished darksiders and i'm looking to dig into the division 2 and or destiny 2 as well as anything else part of the pro lineup i play usually between 9 p.m and midnight eastern standard time ladies and gentlemen if you want to play some stadia with jacob hit him up Too tall porter uh gary we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for most people on everything else and doing their thing ignacio rojas says if your if your pc has bluetooth bluetooth which most modern pcs do you can connect your controller over it works on xbox playstation switch controllers i thought so but i didn't want to say it because i'm stupid about pcs um nanobiologist says he's updating us a little bit here on assassin's creed uh he says breaking assassin's creed twitter is hinting boss logic's photoshop is almost finished and the setting will be revealed momentarily kevin can you bring that up for me um nano also says john drake's specific role at disney is to quote help pair amazing developers and publishers with the best ip in the world end quote as the vp of business development and licensing well he's still fucked up nano because i was asking i thought he's <laughs> he touches everything that's not star wars and marvel that was the question all right don't give me the fucking wikipedia summary of john drake's role tell me if i'm right about this god damn it nano you fucking <laughs> no i'm kidding you do so much great work around here and then we always yell at you like this uh yeah, there you go uh, i will look keep an eye on that in the post show um kevin's got it up yeah we see boss logic putting on what looks to be kratos armor everybody crate no i'm kidding but it looks like some kind of leather belt being put on here for this Forty thousand fucking people watching this right now <laughs> oh good lord uh tomorrow i'll be here with uh blessing eddie oyate jr and then friday it'll be blessing and tim closing out your week i'll be on my day off it is my anniversary um gary yes we have a post show to do here, and I want to talk Let's to you about it. Animal Crossing. But before then, where can people keep up with everything happening in Animal Crossing world? Uh, Twitch.tv slash Gary Witter 
is where you're going to want to be. Like I said, we've got a big show tonight. And of course, you can always follow me on twitter.com um, slash Gary Witter, G-A-R-Y-W-H-I-T-T-A uh, for all the latest developments. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, where you can get it ad-free. And with the big post show we're about to do, if you have no bucks to toss our way, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, podcast services around the globe. Please like, subscribe, follow, share, all that jazz, and watch live, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.